0: It seems that whenever I've committed to lead a Sunday service, uh, messages, events, experiences come my way that are directly relevant. It's as if God or the universe or the force or or however you want to think of it is sending materials my way, and all I have to do is pick them up and use them. And that was actually just one example that we just heard. Or maybe, as it's been said, God is always sending us messages. It's just that we usually aren't listening. I'm going to draw quite a bit today on the words of others, in part because that's what has come my way. But also I remember one time I was at a conference and after I gave a presentation, someone came up to me afterwards and I, I think it was offered as a compliment. He said he liked my presentation and the best parts were when I quoted other people. <laughs> So that continues to keep me humble in the knowledge that there are many minds and voices that are much greater and wiser than mine. I'll do my best. I'm speaking today, as all of our summer speakers are in one form or another, about what it means to live our mission here at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Loudoun. Or said another way, what is our vision for what UCL and each of us can become? Many of us... And many of you will remember that in 2020, we began a set of vision cafes, the result of which was what we have since adopted as the mission of the UUCL: kindling the flame of love and justice to nurture and heal ourselves, each other and our world and you'll hear that mission statement repeated several times by me today. This morning, I'm going to throw out three visions of what UUCL can become, and then provide some thoughts on what it means to live our mission. But first, a word about vision statements. Vision statements reflect what organizations or individuals want to become, but they don't have to be wholly different, a wholly different state far in the future. Some of the things in our vision we might be doing now, though maybe not as frequently or consistently or as well as we want to. Vision statements are often thought of as something to achieve far in the future, 5, 10, 20 years out. But today, let's think more in the near term. Let's think about what we can achieve in the next 12 months. So I'll have you, I'll ask you to have a listen to the following and think about how well those words fit you and how well they fit us. The song that Dave and Brenda and Gina performed for us earlier is called Touchstone. It was written and originally performed by a woman named Eliza Gilkison. And Chris Darcy, who was going to be here this morning, sent the link to several of the musicians in the church and suggested that we try it out at a jammers session. And I thought it fit perfectly with the theme of the service this morning. So I asked if they could, could play it, and I'm so glad you all did thanks to all three of you and thank you to chris who is ill this morning so he wasn't able to make it after all um but but he was the one that started it so i'm very grateful the song was probably written with a lover in mind from these lyrics that begin when shadows where you lie sleeping in that dark hour before the dawn your breathing calm your lone heart beating give me the strength to carry on but as i was paying attention to the messages the universe was sending to me as i thought about this service it meant something a bit different to me i thought of it in terms of this church and what it can be and in fact what it likely is already to many of us you are my touchstone my guiding light when i'm alone your love shines through this world's obstruction the road to use my journey home my heart's been claimed since we've been together The girl I was, I can't recall. Your love has changed me for the better, the way that love can change us all. A touchstone, a guiding light when we're alone, love that shines through this world's obstruction. The road to you or the road to you, you is my journey home. (laughs) So separately, in May of this year, Joan and Kelly and I were in Chapel Hill North Carolina to attend our niece's graduation from UNC and after all the festivities on Saturday on Sunday morning, we decided to go to the local UU Church, the Community Church of Chapel Hill Unitarian Universalist. The pastor there is the Reverend Tom Belote and the following passage is excerpted from a powerful sermon that he delivered that morning. It wasn't intended to be about a future state that he aspired to for his congregation rather it was a forceful argument for the positive impact of the uu faith and by extension the impact that his church was having in the present and by our experience that morning i think it was probably pretty accurate he said our faith saves lives literally our faith saves lives our faith transforms lives, our faith changes lives, and our faith witnesses relentlessly to human worth and dignity. I think of the young people in our church. This is a place where the minister and the staff and all of the adults and all of the youth will welcome you as you are, will see you as you see you, and will try really hard to use your preferred pronouns. And the church will be a supportive resource for you and your family. This faith saves lives. I think of the person who comes to a community like ours, dealing with whatever it is they're dealing with, whether it is grief or heartbreak or anxiety or loneliness or being walled off from others or themselves or any number of things. And here the UU faith community coaxes people out of their shells, helps them to heal, nurtures them into wholeness, even sometimes nudges them into leadership. This faith transforms lives. This faith changes lives. You've seen it happen. I've seen other changes. How someone who comes with a hard exterior lets their defenses down a bit, becomes a little kinder, a little braver, a little more vulnerable. Here's a place where people get better at listening from the heart, get better at speaking from the heart. And sometimes being here, people get a little bolder with their lives. This community transforms lives. This community changes lives. And it's crystal clear where we stand on the key issues of our time, whether it is is the fight for bodily autonomy or the fight to have your gender identity recognized or the fight against banned books or banned history or the fight for voting rights or the fight against environmental devastation, our faith stands boldly and unapologetically on the side of justice and compassion and inclusion and science and truth. This is about being the church that saves lives and does bold things in the world and transforms people. And my thanks to Reverend Belote for that. So these two stories, one of our experience in Chapel Hill and the other of my experience of the song that we just heard, touch on two different aspects of what it means to live our mission. The first reflects the effect of the church on ourselves. How it makes us feel and think, a touchstone. And the second reflects tr- how it reflects how a church interacts with each other and with the broader world. It saves lives. So take a minute to think about how those descriptions make you feel. Do either describe a church that you want to be a part of, a church that you want to help create. What if one or both was an apt description of UU Loudon? The UUA principles were developed and adopted by the Unitarian Universalist Association in 1984, and I think it's fitting to refer to them today in the context of living our mission. The seven principles, to me, embody the essence of the mission of the UU faith, And are foundational to how we as a church live our mission. And here they are. We the congregations of the UUA covenant to affirm and promote, one, the inherent dignity and worth of every person, two, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, three, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, Four, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Five, the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in our society at large. Six, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. And seven, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. So, three ways to think about living our mission. A church that is a, stru- a, a, a touchstone, whose love shines through the world's obstruction. A church that saves lives, and a church that embodies the seven UU principles. So let's move from the lofty to the more practical. What can we do personally and collectively to live the mission of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Loudoun? Kindling the flame of love and justice. First of all, love is love. It's an attitude which we can bring and approach, uh, can bring to and approach everything we do. And justice can mean social justice, environmental justice, climate justice, legal justice, economic justice. To nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. Nurture and heal, take care of, serve ourselves um, i think of that as myself and my family each other our fellow congregants our staff and our visitors and our world whether that's your neighborhood leesburg Loudoun county united states or places far from here on other continents and of course that includes the atmosphere and the biosphere on which they all depend So to live our mission, we should think about what we should do to kindle the flame of love and justice, to nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. What we should do as individuals and what we should do collectively as the UUCL. What what should we do? That's the question. What makes a church successful in pursuing its mission depends on so many things, large and small. It's how people feel as they walk through the door, beginning with how they're greeted, but extending right through the conversations after the service is over. It's the messages from the pulpit. It's the music. It's the tech working well. It's programs for our children and youth and adults. It's the physical space or spaces. It's being clear about what we stand for and what we stand against. And it's the presence in and service to the community and the world how we address both crises and more chronic needs near and far. So how would you grade how we're doing on these aspects of living our mission? And more importantly, how can we do them better? My own view is that on the internal stuff, making the church work, we're probably a B. We have committees, we have dedicated individuals that have volunteered to lead or contribute to those committees and to the board to make it all work. What we can do to bring the grade up is to spread the load, involve more people, crowdsource the work. On the external, our presence in and our service to the community and to the world, I see a gap between the individual and the collective this here this here is a group of activists so many of you so many of us are passionate and committed to causes that make the world or the closer community a better place so give yourselves an a but aspire to an a plus what is less prominent and less frequent is doing things in the community under the uucl banner There are most certainly notable exceptions to this. We march literally under the UUCL banner every year at the Martin Luther King Day Parade. Share the Plate is a way to be visible to nonprofit organizations that we support. We volunteered at the Barkery earlier this year as the UUCL. We participated in the Leesburg Pride Day Festival as UUCL and Reverend Alice most certainly represents UUCL in the community in a very visible way but I think we can be more visible in the community. I'd love it if more of the, if the congregation, including myself, were involved. So I'd give us a B here. I think one thing we should grapple with is this. What's the right mix of individual and collective activism? How important is it for UUCL to be in our work in the community? And we actually have a plan, grappling with some of the fundamental questions of how we live our mission. This fall, uh, most likely in October, we're holding a congregational workshop. It will be a chance for all of us to work through these questions to inform both ourselves as individuals and ourselves as a church congregation what living our mission looks like. More to come on that, but I wanted to let you know that it's out there and more will be forthcoming. Um, My brother-in-law, Jones' brother, David, is with us visiting here for the weekend, and he's studying theology at the age of 62. And he reminded me yesterday that a church service can be divided into parts, and the last part is a call to action. So here's my call to action to myself and to all of you. As you leave the building today, commit to spending three hours a week living our mission. In whatever way fits you best, just three hours a week to kindle the flame of love and justice, to nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. Take out your vocation. All of us can probably make a link between the jobs that we do and making our community or our world a better place. And for those of you who are parents, uh, you spend a whole lot more time than three hours a week nurturing and healing ourselves, if you consider your family a part of that. So take that one out too. One hour of the three is a gimme. Attending church, in my view, is part of living our mission. So what will you do with those other two hours? That's up to you. I actually don't think it will be difficult, but it will be important. And if you're intentional about it and mindful about it, I think the result will be a movement toward building a church that is a touchstone, a church that embodies the seven principles, a church that saves lives. Amen, and so let it be.